This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6. Hey guys, I'm Janelle Reisner, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, an entrepreneurial badass, and a recovering sugar addict. Hello, I'm Rachel Bilotti. I am a life and mindset coach, a free-spirited entrepreneur, a road trip junkie, and unicorns are my spirit animal. We are the hosts of the True North Collective podcast. recording perfect yeah hey 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 yo what's up what's <laughs> new with you oh everything I was just saying I'm running around like a mad woman just like selling my entire life so I feel like everything I contribute today is just going to be so sporadic and <laughs> all over the place because that's, that's how my mind feels that's awesome but it's okay. I just got off the phone with a moving company mm. and they said I don't actually have enough stuff to move to use their service. Uh, and I just, <laughs> and I've been selling a bunch of my stuff and now I'm like, do I need to take it back and like just oh take gosh. something with me? Because, yeah, because apparently I, I need more things. I don't know. I was like, okay. No, you don't need more things. I know, yeah, exactly. I was so like, this weird. is supposed to be a good thing. I'm Rachel. I spent about seven hours yesterday practicing being a minimalist yeah. and just like getting rid of everything. I'm like, I have to Does take all good? my emotion. I don't know, because I'm I like I like things, <laughs> but I like trying to take all the emotion out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I mean, it's okay. Most of the stuff I got rid of isn't I didn't need, so it's fine. Yeah. But I remember when I was moving to Canada, I had lived in my house at the time for like seven or eight years. And so I was like, it was in waves. Um, and so I had like these big piles, like a, okay, I'm ready to part with it, a maybe, and then a maybe, <laughs> maybe. And um, one of the times I was working up there, I was just working remote. And um, it was right when Dylan and I had first started hanging out and I was up in Canada for like two weeks and I had these piles and he was helping me just like fix things in the house. And he's like, do you want me to take some of this stuff to?" to you know donate it is that what you're doing like what are you doing and I was like I yes I'm supposed to be donating it but I can't get myself <laughs> to do it and so he's like how would oh. I just do it so he took my first like big load which was so helpful and then from then on I was like okay I can do this like let's just yeah take, and you probably never it. missed it right nope, you never, never missed it no I exactly. don't even remember any of it but it is you have like that <laughs> reverb of like oh but what if you know, I know. Um, I'm very emotionally attached to my home right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, just because it's like, you know, it's like the first, like, probably for you too, it's the first home I've ever owned. Yeah. Like, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely love it. So, like, I'm selling all my furniture right now too, which honestly, my furniture is really old. So, it's not a big deal. Like, I've yeah. had my furniture since I graduated college. So, I'm like, it's had its use, but I, I'm just so sad to see it like be an empty, an empty space. I so, know. and you're selling your, is it a condo? Yeah, I selling my condo. I'm selling my car. What? I'm selling my furniture. What are you gonna? Are you just gonna ride your bike I'm down there? Selling my soul. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> bike to town. <laughs> no uh, way, man. It's for sale. I need some money, dude. Um, Dylan is just like, oh man, I hope she loves it there. I hope she loves it there because <laughs> we're gonna move there. I was like, oh my god. 
<laughs> do it. That'd be so. That'd make he me so gets happy. His dream is to live in Southern California. Like he, when he found out that you were gonna be, like moving there and that there's a place that's awesome to work for down there. He was just yeah. like, Is he oh like, like little towns though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He does. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, you guys can come visit and see Dude, if you like it. Dude, it's such a bit. There's so much to do down there. Like, oh, I know. Oh I know. Gosh. I'm gonna like it. It's just like this whole whole process is always yeah. daunting because like I'm not gonna have a place to live. So yeah. I was just saying I have a Motel Six room for like 12 days right oh, now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I'm gonna be in a Motel Six, and then I'm gonna fly out to Ragnar. And then, which that's going to be a whole nother thing. Because I'm like, when I leave, I'm going to have to bring all my Ragnar stuff. Right. And I forgot you don't have a car. Mm-mm, and I won't have a car. Because I was going to so, say, you could stay. Like, I have friends in Southern California you could stay with. But you'd have to pay for transportation to and from wherever you're going. Which, if you're yeah. interested, let me know. I mean, I'm going to rent a car. Okay. At some point. Yeah. The motel's three miles from work. Okay. So I was like, maybe I'll rent a bike. Yeah. Or I'll just walk every day because I guess I'll have nothing better to do anyway. <laughs> you're probably, <laughs> you I mean, know, you're, yeah, wrong. you're probably going to, I mean, all of this is happening so fast that you're probably going to get down there and, like, that's when it's all going to hit you. So yeah. please call me because I know what that feels like. And um, I do have friends down there, so I can, like you know, of different varieties. Like, some, mm-hmm. if you want to party, I got some party friends. <laughs> if you don't want to party, I got some non-party yeah. friends. <laughs> no, it'll be good, though. It's it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be freaking expensive, yeah. but it'll be good because I have the Ragnar in May. Mm-hmm. And then in June, I hope by June I'll have a house. Okay. So then beach will be there. And then in July, I have to go home for my sister's wedding. Yeah. And then in August, I have to go home for another friend's wedding. So, like, I think it'll be good because it kind of will get me to, like, ease into it, too. Yeah. Like, I'll have the summer months to be like, oh, I get to come back for a little bit. Okay, I get to come back for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but I also just don't, like, I don't know how I'm going to get my dogs there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can only fly with one dog at a time. And oh, really? Can, I don't like, have your a place mom go to- with you or anything? That's what I was thinking, but I have to figure that out because at this point, like, I'm already going to be out there, though, and I don't really want to fly home to fly back because right. it's, like, a $1,000 round-trip ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm pretty much going to be broke as a joke. And <laughs> Hey, join my club with me. I know. It's a fun club. Like... <laughs> you got to get the puppies there, though. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I can't leave the puppies. I'm so either. excited for you. But I need a place to live. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to be with Beige. Like, I'm so, yeah. just so excited. I am too. And I tell work today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. They'll be fine. I don't know. It'll totally be fine. But I just like, I'm waiting. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I do it. Like right now I think I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm just going to say it and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it might be like that. And then I'm probably just going to cry. Yeah. You're allowed (laughs) to. You're allowed to cry. But I'll be like, I don't know why I'm kind. And then I have to teach afterwards. So it's going to be, like, one hell of a night. Like, oh I'm going to get my TRX rip class. And I'll be like, I'm sorry, guys. That's emotional. Can you just, just do the rip? It's fine. Yes. <laughs> so. All right. Anyway, enough about me and uh, my crazy life. Thank wow. you. Now, I feel like I might be a little bit more focused because I just had to speak. Okay, good. You just cleared Everything that. in my mind. Yeah, I, I like cleared it, it out. So it's out, out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
No, Please I'm so live. excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an adventure. I think in June I'll be a little bit happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think viewing it as an adventure is probably mm-hmm. the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm gonna be on like a month long vacation. It yeah. is honestly, it's like I think my mom gave me the advice, but um, she was like, "You're going to end up in Dallas, and there's gonna be things that you like." absolutely love that you didn't expect and there's gonna be things that you absolutely hate that you didn't expect and like I don't know detaching myself actually that bust and move article that I just posted Mm -hmm. seriously have a read of that because I'll reread it it's like as you for me as I've been able to just look at it as like it's just one more thing that I'm doing it's still me like the move isn't me and like almost detaching Mm -hmm. yourself um, from the expectation of needing the move to be something for you to feel like you're yeah. okay. Um, I think that's why this move to Dallas has been the easiest one ever, even though it was like, like I never thought that I'd ever like be in Texas, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Almost. It'll all be, it'll be good. I'm just, I think we've talked about this, but I'm just a nester. Yeah. So like when I don't have a home or a space to like call my own, it like little mess breakdown so that's like I'm like I don't care how big it is I just need a little space that I can just it's like my little sanctuary so I'm just gonna have to find a substitute sanctuary for a little bit but it'll be it'll all be good the other thing I found is find a gym community or like a studio that you like that was a game changer for me here yeah I should be able to do that. I mean, the nice thing about my work is there are about 15 free fitness classes on site every yeah. single week. But, it's, but it is nice to <laughs> be able no, to have your own, But no, I know it's a different own, community. Like, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I also get like a $65 monthly credit yeah, of, that's to awesome. use that for any fitness or beauty that I would like to. Beauty? <laughs> yeah, because they serve salons and um, oh, yeah. other. Yeah, it was because I know my boss was like, yeah, I use it to get haircuts. That's about it. <laughs> and I was like, haircuts? That is so... I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's beauty. So I'm like, I can use this on, like, a massage? And he's like, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was Actually, like, massage, gym member. That sounds more... Sometimes massages are more I know, I was like, than haircuts. Well, and of course, they have three on-site masseuses. And mm-hmm. so... And they're also highly discounted. So I could yeah. use that money on my highly yeah. discounted massages at work. There ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Sounds terrible, right? Yeah. Your life's going to be so bad living out. It's like 85 degrees there today. Exactly. I know. (laughs) Southern freaking California. Like, you're going to be great. (laughs) It'll be good. I mean, we've got sun. It's like sunny. We do. I think it's snowing right now, but it is sunny. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. It's melting. Way to look on the bright side. (laughs) It's the best of both worlds. It's like sunshine and a little little glitter. Nature's glitter. Nature's glitter. I like it. <laughs> it's like Kesha walked up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Let's introduce Kate, the third voice that's in here. Yeah. What up? <laughs> All right. We got Kate Kent in the house. Um, Kate is, was, was and is my hairdresser. Um, but how we met, I had a mohawk for a while and I moved to Milwaukee and I was like, I need somebody to make my mohawk still look pretty. And um, mm-hmm. I ended up at a bar on the night that David Bowie died. And I was like, trudging through the snow in Milwaukee because it had snowed like, I don't know, two feet in one night. 
And my boyfriend came home from work late and he was really upset. And he's like, I just want to go drink at a bar. I was like, okay. So we trudged <laughs> through the snow to like, there's a hole in the wall. I think it's called Scotty's in St. Francis. Mm, yep. And oh my, oh my God, it's such a, I'd never been there before. And I was just like, where are we? This is crazy. Um, and the bartender had this like funky hair and I'm like, where do you get your hair cut? And then lo and behold, it was Kate. So I met her and... <laughs> right like literally right as I met her she was like going through like a hair dresser life crisis where she was like what am I doing don't make it sound that bad it's just Um, a few bumps just a few bumps but um it was fun because she was like I really want to get into photo shoots and I'm looking for people that are down to do whatever to their hair which I was so I let her like create this crazy spring hair on me anyways long story short we've been buds ever since um so we've been kind we of... We pretty much giggle nonstop. 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 <laughs> Which is my only Does criteria. Does that make it hard her... to cut the, her hair, though? Like, <laughs> you're just laughing and cutting <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Adds a little bit more texture when you laugh. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't have cocktails <laughs> at the same time. No. Oh, no. No, but well, afterwards. Other people can. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Welcome. so let me give you, yeah, and let me give you a proper intro because that was like how I met you. But um, so Kate <laughs> that, is, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kate, yeah, yeah, Kate is, uh, so she's a hairdresser, but she's an artist, a wild child. Um, she's the founder of Nice Hair, which we will get into. It's a really cool um, salon that has been building over the last year, I'd say, where it's really about community over competition in the hairdressing world, um, which tends to be a really, really competitive space. But Kate uh, has found a way to kind of expand the community and connect the community through education and camaraderie. And, you know, we're all in this together and figuring it out. So let's learn from each other, um, which is really, really cool. And now it's going to actually be a, a salon, um, a destination. So it's all about networking, inspiration, community, and education. So we're excited to have Kate with us and share her journey of how she got here and keeps living this adventurous life that she's living. Hello, Kate. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Nice. Welcome to the True North Collective podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I just like saying that. It makes us sound so official. <laughs> It is official. It is. Yeah, official. we're pretty official. We are pretty official. <laughs> All right. So welcome, welcome. Yes, we're, thank you. This is very exciting to have you here. So why don't, you know, Rachel gave you this great introduction. She shared your story a little bit. Why don't you tell us about yourself? So who are you? Where did you come from? How are you here in Milwaukee opening up your own salon? Whoa. Loaded question. I know. That's a big one. You're <laughs> yes. like, do we have in a seven hours? <laughs> no, I could, I could fit it in a nutshell. It's not. Perfect. That, it's not that major. <laughs> I think. Um, well, let's see. So I uh, grew up in Wisconsin in a very small town and moved to Milwaukee to go to art school because art has always been really important to me and kind of sharing all of those ideas mm-hmm. in a creative way. Um, so I went to art school and almost didn't graduate or almost quit after two years and of course changed my mind to stick it out. Um, so thankfully I finished and have a degree in fine art and then didn't like use it 
Yeah, no one, no one uses their degree. It's fine. <laughs> Very few people I know use their degree. I mean, I guess I didn't use it in the way that... Um, I would say you're in the art that realm we're, now. That we're taught to use it. Like the experience of it and the people and just opening your mind to like exploring ideas and mm-hmm. not really being super um, judgmental about like the finished result, but more about the process of how it became a thing. Um which I guess is what, you know, that is totally this whole what podcast, this, is mm-hmm. the, this whole podcast is about, I think yeah. that's, yeah. Kate, why There's did you something. almost, why did you almost not finish? Well, I wanted to quit because I was really, <laughs> I was really interested in tattoos at the time. Okay. Yeah. And so I was okay. like, fuck it. I just want to be a tattoo artist. <laughs> I'm going to like move home and live at my mom's and save money and like be a tattoo apprentice. That's crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, it was a sh- it was a short-lived idea, but I did officially <laughs> drop out of school and then I re-enrolled um like 2 months later over the summer. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's okay. So, I'm really glad that I changed my mind back. Mhm. Um and that I finished cuz I met some really incredible people and you know, those last two years or the last one year, like, I think I just, I really honed in on the work that I wanted to make and how I wanted it to come across. And I felt so great about it. And then everything else changed. Like once you graduate, you, you know, you find a job and you do all of that. So I love it. I love too, that you like changed your mind and then changed your mind and then changed your mind. I feel like for myself, I get Sometimes, well, not, I would say not now, but for a lot of my life, if I made a decision, I was like, I made the decision. I have to stick with it now for the rest of my life, you know? (laughs) And like, sometimes you got to let go so that you can like find that inspiration again, which is awesome that you did that. Yeah. And there have been times that I've made a decision and I have held myself accountable. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I started beauty school, (laughs) so this was. I had graduated from art school. I had been out of college for maybe two years, something like that, and um, enrolled in beauty school because I was like, I've got an art degree. It's going to be super fucking easy. (laughs) I know everything. I am, like, already an artist. Yeah. And so I made the decision to go to beauty school, and then um, I think it was about two to three weeks into starting my program, at the Aveda Institute in Milwaukee, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's a curveball, right? <laughs> yeah, so super curveball. And um, uh, my boyfriend, who is now my husband, that worked out amazingly, mm-hmm. which it usually doesn't for some people. But <laughs> I stuck that out. That was just that was a decision that I was like, okay, I'm going to stick this out and make this relationship work because I feel strongly about this. Mm-hmm. And then making the decision to stay in school and, you know, have a job. Yeah. Like there were moments where I was like, I mean, I only have been in this program for three weeks. I could easily stop, get a job, have a baby and and live that life. Um, So, yeah, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to finish. I'm determined. (laughs) And this is going to be what supports us. And, you know, so fast forward, you know, it's now been 
Um, my daughter just turned 13. Wow. So I've been in the hair industry and beauty industry <laughs> since since then. And it's been a wild ride for sure. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that, you know, that takes courage too. And you got to know yourself, like someone could have made another decision. And like you said, dropped out and that could have worked for them. But you mm-hmm. really knew that you wanted to make it happen and you set your mind to it. And yeah, I didn't it, know. But uh, I well, like, I better make it. <laughs> you <work."> decided <laughs> whether you really knew it or not, you decided you're just going to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that there, trail. Was, there was a moment well, many moments where you're like, okay, well, this other thing, this other human being that I'm helping to raise and create, um, like that's more important than me. So I can, you know, put my direct needs aside and kind of like just power through. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you do that for a while and then, you know, you get to a place where you're like, okay, well, everybody's taken care of and so now what about me? And where does this go from here? So yeah, the beauty industry. Awesome. (laughs) I love it. Let's talk maybe a little bit more about where you are today then. What's happening with your business? Today. 13 years later. 13 years later. Yeah, fast forward. um, I am opening a salon. Woo! Yeah, we open in one week. It makes me want to jump up and down. (laughs) Jump up and down and also vomit a little. Yeah. In the best possible way. Oh, I feel like that. I, that, that's actually an emotion <laughs> or an experience that I get a lot. Yeah, you just like, I'm really right happy, now. and I think I'm also going to vomit. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, So, um, for the past, well, it's been a little bit over six months after when I first, like, seriously started the salon opening journey. Um, so, Nice Hair as kind of a platform started over a year ago just as bringing hairdressers of all of all backgrounds and working for different brands and in different locations in our city like trying to bring everybody together so that we can all teach each other we seem to be in this little bit of a pocket in the midwest where it can be difficult to tap into the really fashion forward, trend setting things that are happening, you know, in Europe, obviously, Mm -hmm. East Coast, West Coast, you know, we're kind of in this little pocket. Um, And so it can be really difficult for people to afford to travel to education that is like super inspiring and filling this this void that I think that we have here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I'll just start it. Love it. So I'll just get all of my friends together and then eventually we'll grow this community where everybody shares their gifts with each other because they want each other to grow as well. Um, because, I don't know, there's this there's this phrase that I was at a class once and this man, I don't even remember who it was, unfortunately, I would give him credit right now. <laughs> Definitely a hairdresser. They're the wisest of the wise. <laughs> I believe that. You talk to a lot of people. You gain a lot of knowledge. Yeah. But he said, um, rising tide raises all ships. So if Mm -hmm. we're all growing and raising our industry in the best possible way, then we set this new standard for what we hold ourselves accountable to, what our clients expect from us, and 
you know, we kind of rid ourselves of this old stereotype of like, oh, well, you're just a hairdresser. What do you know? Like, it's not a real job, Mm. you know, but we're catering to people's um, visions of themselves and their emotions and their lives and experiences, like having babies and getting married and being a part of that. And, um, you know, sometimes we have people come in to have their hair done for funerals. And so we're part of these really special life moments. And I found that we were all taking really great care of our clients, but we weren't taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where nice hair was born. Yeah. It's like, why aren't we nice to each other? Why, just... are, why are we being so like, oh, well, you work here. You must be this way. Like yeah. that's. Mm. I just love it so much, Kate, because I mean, I feel the same in the fitness industry and like the wellness industry even, which is like fitness and wellness. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't like tell this person my inside secrets because blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like the way that I, like the way that I podcast is different than the way Janelle podcasts. And if we Mm -hmm. both help each other, like we're only both going to get better. And it's like, there's so much room for all of it. And the more restrictive you are, the less you can actually share who your own gifts because you're like oh I can't you know I gotta hoard it to myself you know yeah there's these trade secrets yeah Um, but it's funny because we all we know what they are (laughs) and we're waiting for this like magic secret to like get out and the secret is actually like just just be nice yeah and and share what you know like that's this that is the magical secret freaking like being being grateful for the people that have shared with you and then passing that on and like paying it forward to be like I learned this and I'm going to share it with you and if it's helpful to you like that's amazing I hope that you make tons of money and that you're completely happy with your life yeah Yeah. I always think too like when you share knowledge like it almost elevates your status too right because if you train someone or you teach someone something and they go on and work with a client and their client loves what they did and the person is like well I was trained by so-and-so I mean like and then you have a bunch of people that you trained and all of a sudden you're this like expert you know in the industry or in your field that everyone knows about because you shared your knowledge and you were willing to train and take the time to teach other people too so it really I mean like you said it's just building you up from and helping other people also so and then helping the clients that they serve yeah even as like a how it feels in your body and like energetically when you are you know, sharing of love and knowledge versus holding it back, that it feels different. Like I can think of times, like when I was a kid, I would always be like, I can't tell anyone my Halloween costume because then somebody's going to steal it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was paranoid about it. I did the exact same thing. (laughs) But then like thinking back about what that felt like, it was so much like anxiety and fear that I was creating for myself because like guess what? There can be 16 serial killers where you're a serial box and you have a gun inside. Like, you know, and so... Wait, can, can we stop? Like, is that actually your Halloween costume? <laughs> that was actually my Halloween costume. Yeah. I was a corn... It was like a cornflakes box that I painted. It, it was beautifully done. And then I would open it up the front, like had a secret door, and then I had like a fake gun in the inside. 
That's very, I feel like that's very you, Rachel. I was like, I'm going to go as a princess or Barney. And you're like, I'm going to go as a serial killer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but, any, but anyways, that feeling of like, I have to be the only one. It, it, it totally brought up all this like anxiety. Like I can, I can tap into it. I can feel it in like my gut versus now when I'm just like, I fully believe that if I share whatever I know, I'm still learning too. Um, it just is so much more carefree and light. And like, I love the person that I'm being when I'm that way. And like, I don't know, I'm detached from like whatever. It's just, it feels different. Yeah. And like you said too, a lot of it, especially in like the industries that we're talking about now, a lot of it is you, like you are your own brand Mm -hmm. in a sense and you can't be replicated. It doesn't matter if you share how you cut hair, like people like you for you, they Mm want to come to Kate because they like who you are. They like how you style. They like the conversations that you have with them. And it's the same in wellness too. I mean, people come for the community and the community is built off of people and the traits that they're putting out there and that really can't be replicated because it's all based off of people and everyone's unique. So I always say like that is, you know, your brand identity or really what sets you apart is who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're trying to just copy someone else's brand or identity, it's not authentic anyway. So people and people can feel that. Yeah. 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 We've gotten like, there's, I don't know. I think some people really have loved like what nice hair brings to our city. And there's still some people that don't completely understand. And they're like, wow, (laughs) you know, so it comes from a place of, I think, fear on on their side of like, well, you're going to steal my clients and you're going to steal what I know and this and that. But I don't want to steal anything. You can't steal somebody that doesn't want to be stolen, Mm. you know, and people have like their own choices that they can make. So if somebody's unhappy in a place that they are, they're going to make a change eventually. Either it's going to be, they're going to change careers completely. They're going to um, flip shit around. They're going to, you know, kind of sink into a place where they're like really down. And so there's all of these things that can happen. And so you know, and at this place that I am now, like having climbed out of all of these like fearful moments of my mm-hmm. own, like I do, I'm not so worried about the people that are gossiping or um, nasty or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because I like I get it. I've been in that I've been in that place and in, in that headspace, and it's it's really difficult to work your way back out. But that's, I mean, that's also part of the journey too. Yeah. And Rachel and I have talked about this before, but, you know, right before I met her, like I went through kind of this long period of being super depressed and wondering like, what is it even worth? Like, wh- like, why am I helping take care of people? Like, I felt completely fake. I was putting on this front. And I didn't know what what I really wanted and what I was meant to do. And so I just kept sinking and sinking and sinking. And it's a, hard, it's a really hard place to, like, to be at. But, like, that has been a huge motivator for me now 
because I'm like, I want to be as far away from that as possible. Mm. Like, I never want to feel that way again. And so I'll open a business and I'll, you know, travel to Europe in the middle of opening a business. And I will, (laughs) you know, I will, I don't care. Like, I'm not afraid. Like, I'm more afraid of feeling that way again than I am failing any new adventure that I try. So that is my huge motivator, like, every day. Yeah. It's so cool because it's, like, I don't hear it from a place of, like, running away. It's almost like you – how do I want to say it? It's like you are very aware and present to that feeling Yeah. as, like – a part of who you are and oh, you know, yeah. you're not rejecting it. It's like, I know that that's there. And, and because I'm accepting that that's there, I get to have a choice in this and I'm going to choose Absolutely. this other thing instead of like, Oh no, 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 that's not happening. Uh, everything's fine. You know? And yeah. then, and then you totally lose sight. You don't have choice in that place because you're not being aware and accepting of, of what's going on. Exactly. I think like everybody does have the choice every day to feel how they want to feel. And so, you know, like that sadness that still lives inside of me. And, you know, that little bitch says shit to me Mm -hmm. every day and I can choose to listen to her or I can just, you know, hug her and say, oh, you're having a bad day, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Here's some coffee and chocolate. Come on. We're going to we're going to go put these shelves together and put some plants on them. We're going to do, we're going to do cool things. Yeah. My mom, my mom calls that little voice, the little helper. She'll be like, okay, thanks. Not not today. Little helper. (laughs) Well, see, then that makes me think of that Rolling Stone song, like mother's little helper where she's like on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So So I guess whatever you got to do to get through the day Yeah. Yeah. in a positive frame of mind. Mm -hmm. You just said that, and I was like, I'd give my little helper some cheesecake and a nap. (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's it's really important to kind of know, you know, the dark side of yourself Mm -hmm. and then the light side. Yeah, it ends up being very Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, like, my personal, like, business coach and life coach, like, I call him Yoda because... He says all these things and I'm like, oh, it's one sentence and it simplifies, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I guess that's it. It's easy. <laughs> hey, easy to remember. Just yeah. say it. It's your mantra then, right? You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's that's life in one word. Right. Not so complicated after all, philosophers. It's like. so simple. <laughs> Do you feel happy? Do you not yeah. feel happy? Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. I, I prefer the black and white areas of life rather than the gray. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not me I like gray all day I like gray I like yeah like gray doing? and like yeah shades and I, I don't know I like to push myself and I think sometimes when I get into the black and white it is um that's where I it, it becomes like the right and wrong the black and white but I do I mean to your point I guess that's Kate, true to your point Kate it's like the you know does it feel good is it hell yes you know if it right. isn't, then okay, cool. Now I have some new information and I can make a different decision. Um, so I guess yeah, that it, that feels know. more like black and white versus, mm-hmm. um, but like an openness to the gray is maybe where I like the gray area. Yeah, I think 
you know, I think every day we're in the gray and mm-hmm. it's, you know, are you on your way towards like the white or are you, are you on your way towards like the dark? Yeah, totally. So you were always striving to be closer to one or the other mm-hmm. in, in like those choices that we make. Yeah. I love that. It's so, a great visual. Yeah. So how did you, when you first were in that space, Kate, how did you like, I mean, I don't know, I'm going to say snap out of it, but that's, I, that feels really yeah. disrespectful to the space you were in. But how did you get yourself, how did you pull yourself out of it? Um, it's interesting because, you know, there's times that we get down and we're like, okay, well, I'll feel better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when those, when those patterns go on for a long time and you don't feel better, um, you start to search for a way to feel better. Mm-hmm. And so I started, yeah, there's definitely not just one thing. Yeah. Like I would, I became, it became a project for me. I was like, how can I flip this switch? Mm. And so it wasn't just one switch. It was like multiple things. So I, um, there was some opportunity that kind of fell apart. Um, and in hindsight, it was probably a good thing because it kind of flipped me back into like hairdresser mode. And I was like, okay, well, let me just kind of start over and sign up for some more education with people who I've never worked with before and who are outside of this realm of what I know. I was like, let me just start over completely. And if I feel this fire and passion, then I will just keep doing that and pursue that till the ends of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did that. And that was really pivotal as a career point because it did re-engage and re-inspire. And I was like, oh God, there's this whole other world. And I can combine like this art background that I have with like work and a craft and like making things and, you know, collaborating with people. So that was a big moment. And that's when I met Rachel. So that was like, ah. (laughs) Rachel tends to do that. She just shows up when you really need her. Yeah. She's just like, Someone uh, made this happen. I needed this mohawk (laughs) and I needed to color it like a fruit stripe gum package. (laughs) We have to put a picture in the show notes. Actually, we should put a picture. We're going to put a lot of pictures, like the gummy hair. There's so many cool things we've done. Do it. Put it all on social. Tease it out, girl. Yeah. Kate, it seems like um, you, how what I hear is that you started experimenting with life. Like you started just being like, okay, this is just a big experiment. Let's try it. Let's see. And like, I can totally relate to that. I feel like being in that space for me, let alleviate so much pressure to have it figured out or to have the right answer or, you know, I'm allowed in the experimental place to like, just try something. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, I have a hypothesis and I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, then how many scientists have tried so many things? And like, you know, it doesn't mean I'm stupid or, I'm bad or whatever. It just means I tried something and now I get to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also, um, I was searching for like this magical, like magical one thing. Like mm-hmm. there's gotta be like one, one vitamin I can take <laughs> that will like fix. That's the first thing that came to mind. I was like vitamin D. That'll, <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll like fix my brain. Yeah. Like my body and 
So I started looking into like nutrition Mm -hmm. and I, my husband was like, well, maybe you should like just go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, the regular doctor is going to tell me I'm crazy (laughs) and that I need medication and Mm -hmm. which happened. Like they were like, you need to get a mammogram and go see a neurologist and get a tetanus shot. And I was like, (laughs) okay, back up. And the thing is, like, I guarantee that's actually what I happened. I know. <laughs> that's completely what happened. Yep. So I didn't, yeah. So that was terrifying. And I also looked at him like, I was like, you are crazy. <laughs> I was like, you do you list, hear the things that you listed mm-hmm. off towards me? And I told you I'm slightly depressed and, like, don't have a lot of energy. Like, that doesn't add up. Yeah. So I went to um, a naturopathic doctor. And I was like, if there's something that I can do nutrition wise or like shouldn't be eating or should like those are things that are completely in my control and I don't feel like I'm poisoning myself or like feeding the man money or like this weird insurance machine. So, um, Preach. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a huge shift. That was really magical. Just figuring out like, oh, I'm not supposed to eat eggs. Because they make me want to kill people. <laughs> Interesting. Oh I love you so much. You know that eating eggs then t- triggers this reaction in your body, and then you're so inflamed and yeah. angry, and then yeah, so you're constantly in this state of like your body's mad. So then like your brain follows suit. Yeah. So people don't seem to understand that like your body and your brain are connected. Like yeah. they work together. Yeah. There's besties, man. They're supposed mm-hmm. to like yeah. end BFF till death do us part. Yeah. <laughs> totally. We literally just talked about this, I don't know, a month ago, Janelle, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, the gut brain connection. And like we both I think that's what inspired the True North Collective, honestly, because we were trying to figure out how we live our best lives and you know we were both working out Janelle and I and we were starting to dabble in the nutrition side of things and so we both did Whole30 and it was the first time for me that I experienced oh when I eat these certain foods I totally I become like a serial killer like I'm an asshole and (laughs) um when I don't I'm calm don't eat the cornflakes don't eat the cornflakes yeah um but when I eat other foods or don't eat certain foods I'm chill and like I was like whoa that's a new sensation I'm a high energy person and um and yet so then we were just like what else how do we do this how do we fuel yourself mind body food like sweat all of it in a way that allows you to like be proud of who you showed up as each day so yeah I love it yeah, and I just want to say how complicated it is because we're talking about yeah. this. And I still don't have like <laughs> shit figured out. Yeah. By the way, like even close to it because yeah. we're and it, like it's like once you kind of like figure out one little thing too. I mean, then it just opens a whole nother door. I mean, it's yeah. sort of the same thing like trying you know fixing digestive issues, and then I also have like seasonal depression. It runs in my family, and like mm-hmm. I haven't even scrape the surface on trying to figure out how food can help me get over that other than yeah. like like I'll take vitamin D <laughs> in the winter you know that's like the step one so I'm like one percent there because yeah. it is I mean it's all so complicated and I think you know I hear from you too Kate that you got help and that's I've been like 
constantly yeah, encouraging it. people. Yeah, like find someone that knows I mean, something I about it. You know, yeah, I went down the the rabbit hole the of Google nutrition books. Rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> oh and yeah. I was like, what does it mean? Yeah, and then like I'll do that like four hours on the internet, and then I stop, and I'm like. I didn't learn anything. I mean, I did. I read a bunch, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know what I just read. <laughs> so that didn't didn't get me very far. But so I, yeah, I just like to say that because it's like you know sometimes we talk about this and like we're we know it all or we figured it yeah, out I and I haven't at all. <laughs> no, that's I'm still exploring and maybe I've figured out three or four things in the last you know year and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went to a doctor. I was yeah. like, please tell me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I've gone to a doctor too. And they're just like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Go see another doctor. But I just paid you $150. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me to go to another doctor. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. I say naturopath all the way. Yeah. And I say, I don't know, work towards whatever feeling you're like, you know, you know, when you're a little kid and you're like, oh, I feel so happy when I'm like building tree forts and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so like having to like identify what that feeling is um, and then making choices about that. Like, does this does this make me feel closer to that goal feeling as opposed to like goal bank account number or goal yeah size of house or goal like whatever oh my god this is you are like speaking my life right now <laughs> i know like wait rachel are you back in milwaukee <laughs> in a new body it's crazy <laughs> i love it it's fantastic that's you, something yeah we've been talking a lot about trying to you know trying to identify how you want to feel not what you want yeah 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 well because one one begets the other mm-hmm. like it's exactly yeah. It seems very complicated, but it's so simple. It's so mm-hmm. sim- it's so simple that it's like we are smart, and so we overcomplicate it. Like human beings are smart, almost like too smart for our own good. You know, <laughs> like yep. just like Absolutely. don't overcomplicate it. It is simple. Well, it's not necessarily easy, but it is simple. Yeah, and it's us making our own problems to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We had like a nice conversation at the studio yesterday about. And I won't get into it because that'll take over this whole podcast, but about our, you know, our families and what they had to go through, like, you know, extreme situations that we can't even imagine. And I'm like, you look at that and I'm like, I've had zero problems in my life. Zero. (laughs) But yet I feel like I have problems every day, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but like, but once all your basic needs are met, we're just like muddying the waters because I don't know, we need something to do. I don't know, we want to feel something and we're not sure how. So um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it is, yeah, if you just take a step back, it's like, I don't know if we're just too bored now because we don't have to worry about safety or food or water. So we just play in our brains and it doesn't turn out great. Well, that's the thing. And I read about it a lot. Like I'm fascinated by the brain and human Mm -hmm. behavior and all like being a hairdresser, like you, like I have many conversations with many people and wide wide backgrounds and like viewpoints and it's so incredible the way that brains work for sure but you're right like we don't have to worry about a tiger jumping out and killing us Mm -hmm. but we still have that like fight or flight syndrome we're like oh but now I'm stuck in traffic Mm -hmm. and like we've we've 
we've taught our brains to think that we're going to die. And so it's like, mm -hmm. ah, we're super stressed. But it's not, it's not helping us survive. Yeah, definitely. It is interesting. I think in the next couple hundred years, I mean, I probably won't be around to see it, but it'll be interesting to see what they figure out about us and our new life that's so rapidly changed. Because even, I mean, my grandparents didn't have heat. They lived in Wisconsin. They didn't have a toilet. They didn't have heat. They didn't, you know, that was like two generations ago, you know, I and like, I can't see, but my eyes are like, wide. I'm like <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm like, lived in Waukesha, Wisconsin, no heat all year round. Like, can you imagine that even? And then now look at us, you know, two generations later and how much has changed yeah. and our bodies and brains are like, what? Yeah. Like, this what? little device recognizes that exactly. it's your face and it'll like allow you into your communication device. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. I love that. All the biometrics and like the finger. My irises, my <laughs> voice. That's mind-blowing. It is. It is. Well, let's maybe dive in um, to share your little story a little bit more about, like, how did you decide to open your business? What can you get more specific on, like, the moment you're like, I'm doing this, I'm making it happen, and then what steps have you taken leading up to next week? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been about two years. So two years ago, I started um, working for myself, self-employed, um, just had a little suite, a little tiny salon, I like mm -hmm. to call it. And I was really interested in finding a way to be more creative and reach more people and kind of help everybody figure out what they wanted, not what somebody else wanted from them. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really how Nice Hair started and kind of like bringing all the hairdressers together, like I said. Um, and so after our first education event, and, and I have so to give Kate, a shout out. Kate, before you go into there, um, explain to people what that was, because it wasn't necessarily a salon, like you were an individual salon, you know, hairdresser but then you were also creating this grassroots community through social media and community events, would you say? How would you describe it? Um, yeah, I guess they were community events, but specifically for like hairdressers, mm -hmm. barbers, um, salon owners, yeah. things of the, in the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I was independent myself serving my clients, but yeah, the other part of it was just having coffee with hairdressers, um, to see if they were interested in teaching, to see um, what they needed out of their career, what they were lacking. So we, I mean, my, I gotta get a shout out to my pal, Christine, cause she's been part of Nice Hair from the beginning. She um, is not a partner in the salon, but she is going to be like the education lead cause that is her passion. Like she didn't want to own a salon and so I was like, that's great. I love that you already know what you want. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I want to teach. I want to, like, education is her main goal. So I was like, perfect. That's what you do. <laughs> and now that we know that, like, it's so easy. Because I'm like, here you go. Um, so we started an Instagram and Facebook, well, you know, social media. And just started resharing work um, from people in our community that we thought was really great and we wanted to share it 
and we started sharing education events from other platforms or other salons. And I just felt like there wasn't a place where people could go and look and see what is everybody else doing? Like, unless you're already connected with everybody else, there was no way to know what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, that's not an idea that I came up with. Like there's a, you know, worldwide hairdressing platform called Hairbrained that is completely inspiring to me. Um, And then there's multiple offshoots of that in little cities where people are just like getting hairdressers together and do a little hair jam and, or business talk or social media help or photography. Like there's so many facets of like what we do now that's different than it was before. And people are kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to do these things. Sometimes they have support from their salon or like, um, like brand network, like, you know, hair product brand. Um, but some people are self-employed renting a chair and it's hard to navigate all of the opportunities that they have. And so then they think they have no opportunities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kate, would you say that the Midwest is like as competitive as the coast or because I'm hearing, which is new, I didn't hear this the last times we've talked, where it's like, it's not just about like bringing community together over competition, but it's also about like elevating whatever skill sets anyone wants to have through sharing. And so um, is it a highly, is it highly competitive in the Midwest? I think, I think yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would assume it is everywhere. I think it is competitive everywhere, but I think that um, there's still, and I don't want to say that we're behind, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody says that we're behind, which, you know, we're at the same place social media wise and like tech wise and all of those things. But there are still some like old school thought processes that come with the Midwest. Like people are very... Oh, I think it actually is. There's a term. I think it actually is called Midwest nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Where you end up being very um, nice to somebody's face, but very passive aggressive yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of done with that. And I'm a little bit tired of it because I see it happening and like that behind the scenes gossip. So we just kind of want to elevate some of those things Cool. because when people are face to face, with people who are really kind of open and honest and have nothing to gain by being completely nice, um, then they're kind of like, oh, they kind of let their guard down a little bit and, you know, they allow their own vulnerability to kind of guide that new journey. So, yeah. And I don't want to say that we've been taught to be that way, but I don't know. It's a thing. And then I know it exists in, you know, many different industries and many different cities. Hmm. And so I want to, I just want everybody to know that like what I'm doing is from a place where I want everybody to be completely successful. I want them to double their incomes. I want them to know that they can 
you know, send me a text message and say, hey, Kate, do you know, like, what's happening over here or over there? Or where can I get a haircutting class that's less than this amount of money? Like, so I just want to be a resource for our little group of people. And I feel like if I can help take care of them, like, they can help take care of their clients. And it just is, like, this ripple effect of, like, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's powerful. So Kate, how yeah. did you ultimately say it, this is happening? Like, how did you get to that point? Good question. So it was an idea and I, after I started out on my own and started like the nice hair network, um, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, what if I just had, we had our own little space and we could host events and, education and make it this cool creative little hub Mm -hmm. of activity like I think that would be really neat you know so it was in the back of my mind for a little while and then there was a a really cute space that opened up and I went to look at it and I was like oh my god this would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) and so um, that kind of set everything in motion and that fell apart, that experience and that mm-hmm. space, like mm-hmm. that all fell apart, which is, you know, that's how all that goes. Mm-hmm. And you learn to kind of work through it and be like, oh, I had a meltdown. And then, and then I got a business coach. And so I feel like like that chain of events, like have an idea, everything falls apart, still want to execute the idea. But I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need a guide and a sage and a Sherpa up the mountain. <laughs> so that was really huge. And so starting that, like that was when I really started to figure out um, like my inner um, light and dark and like angel and devil on my shoulder and, you know, to listen more to the good than the bad mm-hmm. and to like face that fear head on and also ask people for help. I think um, I've learned that I internally like to have a lot of control over things and I, I want to know everything and do everything for everyone. And it really just causes, you know, me to suffer. Mm-hmm. So releasing some of that and hiring people that are really good at doing things, that was a huge step for me. You know, hiring somebody to clean my house, it seems really, like, easy and simple. And why can't you just do it yourself? But I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate cleaning my house. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and so having somebody say to you, like, I give you permission to hire somebody. Like, it's such a small thing. But, yeah. you know, so that opened up a whole can of worms to be like, oh, well, if I'm not good at this, I can find somebody who is. Yeah. Outsourcing the parts of your life that you don't like. Exactly. So then I can be hyper-focused on, like, this project and goal and what that means to me. Yeah. It's such good. It's like, again, it seems so simple. (laughs) But we forget. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Janelle and I have talked about with this podcast. Like, she's brilliant at, like, researching and analyzing and decide and like deciding which platforms we should be on or like 
whatever. And I am much more like big ideas and like, let's go here. What if we connected these weird dots? And what if it looked like this? And um, for a while I was like, oh man, I got to be as good as Janelle at what she does so that I can meet her in that space and not feel like a bozo. And then somewhere along the line I realized, or she can be really good at that and I can be really good at what I do. And then we can like save our energy for what we're both really good at and come together. Exactly. Yeah. And it works brilliantly. Yeah. And I mean, same thing on this end too. Like even when we record, I always say like, you know, Rachel, you have this, this life coach in you, you know, that, that comes out and you're able to interpret what people say and then put it together really eloquently. And it sounds great and intelligent. And then sometimes I sit here and I'm like, well, I'm just going to tell a joke. <laughs> Because I'm like, I just, that's not me. Like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't come out that way. I try and I'm like, no, I wish Rachel just would have said that for me. <laughs> so, and yeah, you just accept it. And it's like, it, and it works. It becomes a beautiful harmony. Yeah. Kate, so. I think as an outsider, I've seen you, um, like, purposefully surround yourself with people that support your vision and, like, are also supporting their own vision. It's like this really cool duality in the people that are in your life. Everyone that you've introduced me to has like so much inspiration but are still learning. Um, I feel like that has also been really key for you in continuing to just like explore and experiment and adventure on with your life. Does that feel it's true definitely, to you? Yeah. It's definitely an adventure, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always, right? Yeah. Can't not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, what um, what does living your true north look like for you? <laughs> true north. Yeah. Um, so, for me, right now, in this, like, new headspace that I'm in, mm-hmm. living my true north is really... Um, about making connections with people and not connections like in a negative way or like self-serving way, but like really meeting people and seeing what they're all about and kind of helping to share what I've been through and what I've learned and like help them to figure themselves out a little bit. And so growing those connections and networks so that I'm helping to spread this like not even like knowledge about hairdressing, but just like knowledge about being self-aware and what you're responsible for in your own life and holding yourself accountable to goals that you set. So like those are things that I'm really passionate about sharing with like my new team and like with my new, you know, community and with my family and like so starting with me and then spreading this, you know, network of people who like suddenly feel really inspired to do amazing things with their own lives. Cool. So that's what I think that's my purpose today. I love it. I love it. That's big too. I mean, I, people in, especially in a role where you're a boss or you're a manager, I think a lot of times people just think of the technical skill set which yes, you need, mm-hmm. but there's so much more that people really need from you. And it seems like you're aware of that. And then you're yeah. actually able to provide that 
to anyone on your team, which is, I mean, yeah. if you're hiring people, I'm going to tell people right now, they should work for you based <laughs> off of that awareness because they'll get a lot more than just a job out of it, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, skills can be taught, mm-hmm. um, but figuring out yourself mm-hmm. and having somebody hold you accountable to goals, like, that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be honest about what you actually want. Yeah. I think people are afraid to say those things or to, to dream really big. And so like I, I am a little bit of a pusher for people. Anything <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. So I'm like, but do you want that? Like you yeah. keep telling yourself that you do, but like, I don't know if you do. Um, so yeah, I just want to help people figure out what they're about. It's so cool. This is like so random, <laughs> but have either of you seen the show Lucifer? No. It's like I've, a, I've uh, seen it, but I haven't seen it. It right? just, re- yeah, it just reminds me like he does this thing. He's like actually the devil, long story, but whatever. He oh, can yeah. look people in the, the eyes and show. he's like, let me know what your real, like true desires are. <laughs> and I feel like that's what you're saying because everyone's just sort of <laughs> lying about it. And then like he does this thing and everyone's like, I just really want to be happy or uh-huh. like, I don't, you know, it's something like so simple yeah. as like the deepest desire, but they're like saying all these other things, you know, this is around a murder, but you know, like you right. know, they're saying all these other things or they have this persona that they're putting on. And like when he does his like magical thing, it's just like, I just want to sit at home and play with dogs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's so, just something so simple and so happy. And yeah, like, it's like, you have to break away all of that. And it's like, yeah, what is that one thing that you actually do desire? Not what you think you should desire, mm-hmm. not what someone else told you you should desire. It's like, what, what is it actually for you? And it sounds like you're like the, the Lucifer in that situation well, <laughs> that like, in the most positive way, right? Just based off that character. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and you know, sometimes you don't even know, like for me, I had to go after things I thought that I wanted and I really believed were what I wanted and I had to experience that in order to get to that next layer you know and sometimes you just gotta like do it and take the next step and then collect more information and then take the next step and then collect more information you know it doesn't have to be quite so like you know you have to have it all have the answer now and that you have the full answer now you know (laughs) like just take it off in chunks (laughs) Yeah, like the, I mean, the thought of like opening a salon, like in the beginning is very like overwhelming and daunting, mm-hmm. you know, but you just do one thing at a time, like, you know. Yeah, chunk it down. If you think about the whole and all of the parts that go into that whole, you're like, well, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do this week and you accomplish those things and it's, so it's just a slow, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to a take slow that, roll, that yeah. approach with my move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just do one, just one yeah. thing today. Because otherwise, yeah, if I go to the big picture, I just yeah. start crying. <laughs> Dylan, yeah. always, Dylan always says to me, don't, my boyfriend, for the people listening that don't know that, he always says, one crisis at a time, Rachel. Just one <laughs> crisis at a time. I'm always yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and I think another another point of it is like, like if this is something that I wanted to do, like why – why would I be miserable through the whole process? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's been, you know, there have been moments that have been like hard and stressful. And, you know, I think I've only had two major breakdowns in the past <laughs> six months. That's very impressive, though. Which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's you know? good. 
like everything else is like, okay, well, I can't control that. And I know that, and it is upsetting, but what can I control? And, you know, there's no point in getting all, you know, calling everybody you know to say, this is what terrible thing happened to me yeah. today. Yeah. Because then that becomes your story, and mm-hmm. nobody cares. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> nobody wants to hear about, no. you know. I know. Well, we energies turned the power off. Oh, my God. You know, like, <laughs> I can't control that, so what can I control? And I can control how I react to it, um, and that's about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, because people are going to, you know, feed off of, how I react to these things because I'm I'm the leader, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm perfectly honest with them and be in <laughs> my new team to be like, listen, I've never done this before, so we're all going to learn these things yeah. together, and this is the attitude we're going to have, and we're just going to roll with the punches. So we're refreshing. Here to, like we're here to take care of people, and at the end of the day, if I am a spaz, like they're going to be a spaz, and then yeah. their clients are going to be a spaz. And we don't want those energies around us. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what I love what you're saying, Kate, which is, I mean, honestly, most of, well, not most, all of the life coaching that I do and mindset coaching, it's all about bringing it back to you first. Like, yeah, there's so much that we, I mean, outsource from an emotional <laughs> standpoint, from like a, a life standpoint, like we outsource our experiences on other people like you need to be this way so that I can feel this way and like right you know you need to not do this thing so that I can feel better <laughs> and it's so much of it is about bringing it back to like be who you want to see like be be that for you first like if you're seeing that can is it is there something let's bring it back in in-house and um right. for you to be doing that as a as a leader of a community and a business I mean there's no way that that can go wrong because you're take you're making sure to take care of yourself so that you have the capacity to be there for the community and everybody else. Um, what well, keeps popping up for me too, there's that Venn diagram that floats around on the internet all the time. And it's like a circle of what you care about. And then the other circle is what you can control and where they connect. That's where you actually should be focusing your mm-hmm. attention. And it's so true. I mean, easier said than done, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so it's, true. It's pretty, um, like my, I am still completely blown away sometimes at that because this thing, this ideas work like in the past six months, since I feel like I've kind of changed my consciousness and like frame of thought, like I see changes in my 13 year old daughter yeah. because we, we have these conversations now about you are in control of you. And I see changes in, you know, my husband, like, and he probably wouldn't say that I've inspired him, but like, I can see that. Mm -hmm. And like, I see it in like, other people and, you know, that I've kind of like been connecting with and sharing thoughts and ideas. And so like, not that I want to get credit for it, but I think that if everybody can kind of take well, we, charge yeah, of what they want, you know what I mean? Yeah, we all influence. Like, whether, like, mm-hmm. no yeah. matter how we're being, we're influencing the people around us. And so, okay, you already have that power. It's not like you get it. You already have it. So right. how do you want to influence mm-hmm. the world around you? And it just sounds like 
the influence that you're now seeing on the people around you is is positive and like that feels good that feeds back to you it's like this loop you know versus when you see the interactions go nasty like we have a part in that too um yeah so, yeah we can't just point fingers yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's influence and awareness too like mm-hmm. I know I'm sure you guys have experienced this too but let's say you learn something new or you have a conversation with someone and all of a sudden a topic from that conversation keeps showing up in your life mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you've been made aware like you're aware of it yeah. now and so you're just focusing your awareness on something positive right, right. internally you're really focusing on what you can control and this positivity and this person you're trying to be. And now externally, you're aware of seeing that in other people too, rather mm-hmm. than if you're yeah. just like, oh, this happened to me. Oh, this sucks. I don't like this about me. And then what you are aware of around you is the same thing. Yeah. You're aware of the negativity, what you know people bring, bring up forward that you don't like. And so, yeah, it's that mix of influence and I think then just your own awareness of how you mm-hmm. perceive the world. Or is it then like you, your the universe is like gives you what you what you want? Yeah, <laughs> I always believe in that too. <laughs> and then we get real like, Ooh. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah, it's I, it's a mix of all of it. I yeah, would say totally. I agree. When I and yeah, this is weird, and I will I'll tell some of my clients this and some of my friends, but sometimes if I think about people, um. Maybe it's a client that I haven't seen in a while or that I want to see. Um, it probably takes about two weeks, but at some point there will be some way that I either run into them, mm-hmm. they make an appointment, mm-hmm. um, right? I'll run into them at the grocery store or I'll see them walking on the street and I'll drive by them and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> there I they that. are. Yeah. So like we we are super connected and I think you know, not to not to take that lightly, but to mm-hmm. take it very seriously that like you can make things happen that you want to happen. Yeah. It's super woo. I it's, love it. But it's fun though. I mean, even in like my job search too, like one of the things that like when you start to take a step back, I'm like, you know, everything just happens. It happens like it's supposed to. Like if you look at the basics of my life, like if you asked me in college, what were the things I wanted to do? I wanted to run a gym, which I've been doing for the last three and a half years. And I wanted to work at a place as cool as Google. And my next job has like a slide and all the benefits that you would get at a place like Google, right? It has a slide, two-story slide, just saying. (laughs) But, um, you know, and that and but you know like a space that I would actually like more because it's still tied to health and wellness and something I'm passionate about and like without you know obviously I put in hard work but without really forcing anything like those things that I put out there years ago and I said that's what I want in my life that's like what I'm aiming for have both happened Mm -hmm. and like when you just take a step back and you're like holy like holy shit like you know I didn't have to force anything like yes I put in hard work I made sure that I looked for those opportunities. I was aware of the opportunities. I was open to them, but like it all just like what I wanted happened. And then you're like, damn, well, and what's <laughs> like, so, this is so easy. Like, so, let's try this again. What else do I want? What's so <laughs> it's cool like a about, magic genie. <laughs> yeah. What's so cool about that, Janelle, too, is that you really got clear on, you know, the like the bigger picture of what you wanted, not necessarily so tied to like it has to be this specific organization, you know? And I think that that Mm -hmm. allowed you to kind of ebb and flow and experiences to show up for you. 
um, with like an openness versus being so attached to like a specific thing where you couldn't see like you never maybe would have even thought of this you know and if you had been so focused on this other thing you might not have seen it and it might have passed you Mm -hmm. by um which is really cool Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so Kate if you were going to sum up um in one word how you live your true north what would that one word be I'm, I think it would be nice. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think like that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. And you're living it in your brand. Can yeah. I make it a Can I make it a phrase though? Sure. sure. Okay. As I love this one, it's okay. nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Mm, oh, I like it. Quote. That's so good. Insta quote. Yeah, quote. for sure. <laughs> it actually is going to be Janelle. Let's do that. Oh no, I know it is. <laughs> Um, Dead serious. (laughs) Cool. Well, Janelle, do you have any other questions for Kate? I do not. Kate, do you have anything else that you're like, have a burning desire to share? No. Okay, cool. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You are a riot. I love being around you. Um, So thanks for joining us on our little podcast. Um, if anyone wants to... I loved to, it. Thank yay. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the invitation. Totally. To get me to talk about my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Um, if anyone wants to get a hold of you for anything, like um, to get their hair cut, talk about starting a business, like whatever, what's the best place for them to reach you? Um, email is great. They can email nicehairmke at gmail.com. If you want to make an appointment at the salon, you can also email or message me through those channels. Um, we're on Instagram at nicehairmke underscore salon, um, Facebook, all the things. Cool. And we'll put it all in the show notes too. So Yeah. Awesome. Yay. And that is a wrap on another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, you can check us out on Instagram at the True North Collective underscore. Otherwise, join us for our next episode as we continue to hear from everyday people fearlessly finding their true north. Until then, we'll see you next time.